Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the 2022 revival, is what it's actually called, uh, of the Scream series. So not well, technically Scream 5, but it's not actually called Scream 5. It's the 2022 revival version of Scream. So just keep that in mind in terms of which film I'm actually talking about. So 2022 revival of Scream. Uh, and I'm your host Matthew and we'll start off spoiler free, we'll do what we normally do here which will start off spoiler free, take a break and then we will get into spoilers and whatnot later. Um, so I was, I, I finished the film and I was thinking, okay is this a don't skip or is this a must see? Because uh, if you're not familiar with Entertainment Talks rating system we've got must see, don't skip, possible skip and then a definitive skip. Um, I probably would go with, oh, I'm torn. Um, do you know what? I think this is a must-see. Do you know what? I'm just going to... Why not? I, I, I'm i too torn between a must-see and a don't-skip, but I think it just edges it in terms of a must-see. Um, now, must-sees are technically sort of 10 out of 10s. I'd probably give this like a 9.5, but then again, it's my rating system and I can do what I want with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, a must-see doesn't have to be a 10 out of a 10. It can be a nine or or whatever, but anyway, I, I know people aren't too uh, fond of um, number ratings and things. I, I think that they're helpful. I think that they're helpful in terms of giving a scale in terms of how good something is, because if you see a film or something and you say like, "Oh, it's good," okay, but how good is it? But anyway, let's get past all of that. Yeah, I'd give it like a nine point five, I think, and I'd give it a must see. I think um, definitely. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I I really 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 enjoyed this film. Um, I have a few complaints, some of which I'll have to save for the spoiler section. Um, but ultimately, the really awesome, really great scenes and the really great return of Scream overshadows the mistakes that this film makes, which is good. That's what you want a film to kind of do if it do- if it makes mistakes that you don't agree with. Um, but yeah, it was great to be back in uh, in this Scream franchise and whatnot. And um, yeah, it's interesting. This is a very sort of self-referential uh, uh, meta kind of film. Um, it it sort of like gives it you know gives all these meta kind of um, bits of dialogue and stuff throughout the film, which I thought was very very interesting. Um, and yeah, to me, I mean, I'm not like I I do really really enjoy horror stuff, but I'm a bit pickier in terms of what I enjoy because some horror stuff can be really average and really bad and some stuff can be really good and I try to just stick to the good stuff and I'm going to say this right now and I I kind of was feeling this as I was watching this film in terms of the other slasher genres uh, sorry the other slasher uh, films um so you've got like Friday for a team Nightmare on Elm Street uh, um, you've got uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre which has just had a new version released on Netflix. Um, you've got Halloween, so Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho. You've got, um, and then you've got like some other newer ones as well. But those are kind of the classics that I can think of. I think Scream's easily the best one out of all of them. I think, in terms of being the most creative, I I, I like the idea of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is literally that you have a nightmare and you have to survive it, and the 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 threat of falling asleep I think is quite cool all of the others though like Texas Chainsaw Massacre obviously you've got a chainsaw which is interesting and then you've got like Friday 13th and Halloween which are a bit similar I suppose 
The thing, I, and I realised this while I was watching this film, and I've probably had this thought before, but it's been a while since I've watched something Scream-related. The thing I really like about Scream is you've not got, like, an overpowered, almost supernatural person um, as the villain. So, obviously, with, like, Freddy Krueger, you've got somebody that can literally do something supernatural, which is invade your dreams. With Halloween, you've got a guy who's, like, ridiculously overpowered. I haven't actually watched any Friday the 13th film, so I don't know enough about Jason to uh, comment on the character. And uh, I've not really... I, I think I've seen one Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. That was fine. It, it wasn't anything that I remember, necessarily. I don't think it was the original. I think it was one of the other ones. But anyway. Um, the thing I really like about Scream is it's just your average, everyday person in, 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 the, uh, in the costume. And the other thing that's really good about that is... Um, you can obviously kill the killer and then when the next film or the TV show, I do want to address the TV show stuff in a minute as well. Um, you can just have this, somebody else wear the suit because the suit is the iconic thing, not the person in them. Obviously the person in them has got to have a good reason to be the killer and that kind of thing. But the thing I like about it as well is when you've got the general fight scenes of, you know, the knife being held and the person's trying to slash away at the character that we're rooting to survive, or maybe we're not rooting for them to survive, depends on who it is. Um, I like the way that Ghostface can be knocked around, and it's almost played in like a, not quite not quite slapstick, but a sort of a <laughs> comedic way. Because, like, you can pick up a chair, throw it at Ghostface, you can pick up a candlestick and hit Ghostface with it. You can knock him into a wall and he'll get shoved over. You can push him in, you can push a table into him or push or, or her. I'll just say them. Uh you can push them into um push them over a table so that they stumble. You can't really do that with Michael Myers or like Freddy Krueger because they're like super powered almost type of people. Um whereas Ghostface is just like your neighbour or something and they might be decent at fighting but they're still like your normal average everyday person they haven't been like trained or whatever and they're not a supernatural fighter so you can like knock them about and I feel like it makes the fight scenes more more interesting and more intense and to bring that back to this film I feel like that absolutely plays out again in this film and it's an aspect of Scream I actually significantly prefer over all of the other slasher films um and it it just makes it more interesting to me as opposed to just like when you've got Michael Myers who's hunting his victim and Michael Myers is more of like a stalker hunter type of character as opposed to Ghostface Ghostface that usually is a bit more furlong and a bit more erratic and really kind of just goes for it whereas you've got a Michael Myers who will wait for you in in your cupboard for like 20 minutes and then wait for you to go into your cupboard and then that's it but the thing I don't really like about the Michael Myers and the, and the Freddy Kruegers of the world and those sorts of characters is once somebody like that's got a hold of you and you know Michael Myers is this big muscly man and all this kind of thing you've not got much chance of getting away and I remember watching the 2018 Halloween film which is the only one I've still have, I've still not seen Halloween Halloween Kills um it was sort of like oh he's got a hold of you and 99% of the um, red shirts in in that film are like, oh, you've been grabbed, yeah, you're dead, and and that's it. There's no sort of contest. There's no fight. And something I really like within the horror genre, and this includes my uh, love of the zombie genre as well, is a character's fight for survival. 
But when you're watching something like Halloween, they don't really have much chance of survival. Whereas with Ghostface, like, okay, he might have... Or they might have the knife like really close to your throat and they might be about to stab you but maybe you can get a lamp that you can smack them over the head with or something and you can run away there's more of a chance as opposed to just oh Michael Myers has got this person how brutally is he going to kill them oh he snapped their neck or oh he did this cool next um, and that does that does significantly make Scream more interesting to me and all of those things like I just said apply to um to this film but uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about my general um, love of the quality of, of Scream and, and why I prefer it over some of the other slasher genre type of things. Maybe I need to check out Friday the 13th, see what Jason uh, Voorhees is all about um, and check out the other Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, those are sort of, Nightmare on Elm Street is a bit of a different entity because it's all about, well, nightmares as opposed to just, oh, can I run away from the killer? And if it's Michael Myers, no, you probably can't. Um, but Scream with Ghostface, yeah, you got a chance. You, you got a bit more of a chance. Um, but I think this was a great return for Scream. I think this film certainly took some risks. Um, I think whenever you've got a revival like this, you always do take a risk. Obviously, when you bring in like your main cast back and stuff, so you've got like Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox, sorry, back as a uh, Gail. You've got Neve Campbell back as um, Sydney, and obviously you've got. Um, Where's his name gone? Uh, David Arquetti as uh, Dewey is is back as well. So yeah, you bring you you cut some of your originals back and and that kind of thing, uh, which was good. And then you introduce a whole bunch of new cast, and you've got people like Jack Quad in this film. You've got people like Dylan uh, Minette. Um, I was trying to work out throughout this whole film where I've seen Dylan from, and he's from Thirteen Reasons Why, isn't he? And he's been in some other things here and there. obviously Jack Quad is currently in uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime and uh, I don't recognise too many of these other people but uh, some interesting cast in here certainly um, so yeah I, I enjoyed being back in this franchise I enjoyed seeing the frantic fights between Ghostface and the other whoever the other people were going to be um, obviously the film's got plenty of gore if you're into that um, I don't really need my the kills in my horror films to be specifically gory but I do know some people that are like yeah try to make it as violent as possible if that's what you're into cool but it's more just about the fundamental survival idea for me um one of the characters in this film I think it's Sam or somebody else maybe it was Amber I can't quite remember who exactly delivered the line but they were there was a, there's this meta and I don't really consider this a spoiler this is, this is a very sort of like meta sort of scene they get into and there's a part where like they're gathered in this room together and uh i can't i can't remember which one it which one of them it was but one of them said um oh you're all in a uh, did she i think she called it a requel which i think she tried to combine revival and sequel and it's she gave examples of like ghostbusters halloween um she even said star wars as well i was like okay they're all pretty good examples they're not called requel i've never heard the phrase requel before i suppose it's supposed to be revival and requel or no no, reboot and sequel um but no that to to me that's a revival um i mean technically this is a sequel anyway but it's just um the revival part is when you bring in a bunch of new cast. There's a fine line between a revival and, and a sequel, I suppose. But anyway, it doesn't matter too much. Uh, so I thought that was that was interesting and cool. 
Um, but no, film's great. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being back in, in this world, which was good and stuff. Um, one thing I'm not too happy about. Now, I kind of expected this to happen, but I'm still not completely happy about it. Um, so one of the characters in this film is like, oh, there's the first killing thing that we've seen since 2011, which I think was when Scream 4 came out. So basically, Scream seasons 1, 2, and 3 have been wiped from canon, although they weren't technically... I can't remember if they were connected to canon uh, to Scream 4. Uh, Those were the shows that were on MTV. Now, those shows have been very criticised, and I just want to make one point very clear about those shows. I, and I, I actually quite liked them. I, I thought season 3 was a bit of a change and they shouldn't have like rebooted it again. But obviously there was the incident with the studios and stuff. Um, those shows aired on MTV. Can anyone that's listening to this podcast or anyone that knows anyone that's listening to this podcast, which is everybody in the world I suppose, can anyone honestly tell me that they expect a good scripted show from MTV? When was the last time that that even happened? That show was far better than it should have been, considering that it was on MTV. I mean, nobody even really talks about that channel anymore. And the second season was on like a VHS channel. I've never, I'd never even heard of it until it was announced. And the series got criticised quite a bit. I thought it was actually quite good. Like, be- better than basically it should have been. And I did get like connected to the characters and that kind of stuff, but... Some of you have got to realise, like, um, because some people might be more film people that are trying to check out the TV show, and I'm much more of a TV person that knows, like, what to expect from certain networks and stuff. You can never expect a good show, or even any scripted show. I don't know what MTV even does anymore, because obviously it's supposed to be called, what, Music TV, I I think? I I don't know what they show on there anymore, but for some reason the Scream TV show uh, was on there. Um... Yeah, that should have been a lot worse than what it was. But anyway, I I wasn't really particularly happy that, like... Oh, the last time this happened was 2011, and they they reference four films. Like, the the general sentiment is, like, referencing four films over and over again, and not the TV show. Um, And I I expected that to happen. I was still a bit disappointed by that, though. Um, So... Yeah, and we probably won't get like a fourth season. We are getting a uh, sequel to this, I think, as well. Uh, to this Scream film. I don't know if it's going to be called Scream 2 or whatever. So, we shall see. Anyway, that's most of my spoiler-free thoughts. I can't really get too much into things here. Because there's uh, quite a lot to talk about in the spoiler section as well. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed being back in this world. I enjoyed seeing some old characters that brought back some nostalgia as well for me. I mean, this this whole thing, Scream, obviously started in 96, two years after I was born. And no, I did not watch the film in 96, I watched it much later. But this, this was kind of the film franchise that remotely even got me interested in horror. Obviously not zombies specifically, because this has got nothing to do with zombies. But this was, this was, this series, or franchise I suppose, was my first exposure to horror. That and kind of Paranormal Activity, but Paranormal Activity is obviously much, much different to this. Um, In terms of the whole, like, people can die and get stabbed and slasher survival type of thing, this was what first got me into that. So I do have some, like, obviously not childhood memories, but um, I probably watched this when I was, like, a young teenager or or something like that. I can't remember exactly when, but, 
yeah so i i have i have a lot of respect for this uh for this franchise and and obviously for west Cra- where's uh craven as well who was responsible for all this uh, rest in peace by the way and uh, there is a sort of like for wes thing at the end which i thought was which i thought was good and look there was some uh you know there was some discussion about like should we bring this back because where's craven's not with us anymore and you're gonna have to direct it without him obviously so how's that gonna kind of go but i thought they did a very good job with um with this um so yeah that's uh that's 2022's scream i suppose and i look forward to seeing what else they can do with this franchise but i just fundamentally i just prefer seeing ghostface ghostface to uh michael and jason and all these other um slasher killer franchises and that sort of thing so yeah good stuff good stuff i'm looking forward to whenever the next one comes out obviously it's from uh bloomhouse slash paramount um studios so we'll see when they come out with uh something next anyway that's all i've got spoiler free to talk about uh i definitely recommend that you see it. i give it a must see 9 out 9.5 out of 10 if you want to take that however you want to take that all right let's take a quick break and then we'll get into spoilers see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, going to get into the spoiler section now. So if you've not seen the 2022 version of Scream, it's not called Scream 5. And yes, it's got the same name as the first one. Some people actually thought that when this film was coming out that it was going to be like a remake or a reboot. No, it's a revival slash sequel So uh, for this very, very for this very film. So if you haven't seen this film, you're going to want to shut the podcast off. You can pause it, click off the thing, whatever, whatever you've got to do. Press the mute button, turn the volume all the way down. Or you can uh, click on some other other some of our other podcasts that we've got. There's plenty to be listened to, so uh, go and check out those as well. Um, 
So what do I want to talk about first? I'll save the the big character death for uh, a few characters later. I want to discuss some other characters. Thought it was interesting that of course Dylan, who was from Thirteen Reasons Why, what was his name? Clay in 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 that show? Is it Clayton? Clay or something? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that show. Um, him and his mum getting killed, which she was called Deputy uh, Judy. She was supposed to be a um, or she was a cop. Um. Yeah, bit a uh, bit sad with with that one. I mean, um, I can't remember which of the killers did that kill or those double kills, but um, I suppose they played it well, didn't they? Considering as the reference to Psycho, when the killer calls up um, Judy and says like, "Hey, you won't will you make it back in time to see your boy?" and um, literally, kind of, I, I suppose the tactic there which worked was getting Judy to rush back to the house and literally run into the killer, which I thought was really, really very unlucky. Um, Wes wouldn't have even known that his mum died, would he? Because he was killed before he could even go outside. Um, yeah, he was, he was killed before he could, because I thought, I thought what was going to happen was he was going to... Because the door was creaked open, wasn't it? And he decides to shut the door. And then he turns around. And that's when he gets caught out. I thought what was going to happen was... He was going to open the door and like... See his mum there on the floor. Unless his mum's body had gotten moved. I don't think it had been though. But um... And then... One of them kind of slower... I mean they're both very very unlucky deaths. But... With Wes, like, the knife is... Because the killer... both the I think both of the killers ended up doing this. They both had this tactic which was, like... Going to push the knife towards your throat, right? And then put the other hand on it to really put pressure on. I don't think quite enough of the characters thought, like... Oh, maybe I should kick them in the chest. Or... um, They were both... uh, No, one of them was a guy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, One of them was uh, Richie, obviously. Try to... I mean, they don't know at the time if it's a guy or a girl right just take a guess that it's a guy try to kick him in the balls because I promise you that that will stop a guy doing something um, if you kick him in the balls no matter how determined that guy is to do something if you kick a guy in the balls that, that yeah that it's it's going to stop him doing what, whatever um, so yeah, what, what, whatever is whatever the guy's trying to do, it's gonna that's gonna stop a guy from doing that. I don't quite know how that works for women. <laughs> I've not seen, I can't recall too many women in TV shows and films and stuff getting kicked in the crutch. I don't think it's quite as effective, but I, I don't know. Anyway, but you you should just, I mean, even if it doesn't hurt as much, which I'm guessing it doesn't, um, you still are kicking the person, you still are hitting the person. And instead, of, I suppose the focus is like. Shit, there's a knife right next to my throat, and that could obviously do fatal damage. But, because a lot of what these characters try to do is like, oh, I'm going to try to reach for something, which means taking your hand away. So, obviously, the pressure point is sort of, okay, I'm going to try and pressure this person's arm slash hands and push the knife away from me. I get it. I mean, you could, like, kick them in the legs, because there's, specifically with um the way that Wes dies, right? Um... Why didn't he try to like kick them in the legs or kick them in the foot? Or I mean, he can't headbutt the person because obviously that would mean him leaning forward, which would lean him straight into the knife anyway. But um, I suppose it's the human thing of like, no matter what, I have to keep this knife away from my throat, I guess. Um, but it was the sort of thing where 
Because the knife lands on his neck, right? And you're like, okay, there's a cut that's happening. And it's a very slow, clearly quite painful process. And it's like, okay, slowly getting cut and cut and cut, right? And it's like, okay, you probably can survive this at the moment. You have, Your throat hasn't been sort of slit, but your neck is being cut. And then as it just went further and further and you were like, oh, no. And then, obviously, you know, the knife comes out the other side of his neck, basically. And, um, yeah, you know that once the knife's poking out the other side and he's, like, already bleeding quite a bit at that point, it's like, oh, okay, you killed off, um, Wes. I find it interesting how, and I'm not, like, blaming the film for this, I just find it interesting how you put a new character in this film, you called them Wes, the original creator and director was called Wes Craven, and you killed off that character. Now, I'm not saying that this Wes character is named after Wes Craven, but that that's, can't be a coincidence, right? And then you decide to kill that character off. So, I th- thought that was a little... You could have gone, like, with... You could have called him Jack or Tony or... I don't know. Just found that just found that interesting. Um, I'm not saying, like, oh, you've disgraced the legacy of Wes Craven because you've killed a character off who's got the same name. I'm not saying that. I don't think that's the case. But no, that was one of them slower sort of like, oh, you're okay, you're okay, you're... Oh, no, you're not okay anymore. Um, But, yeah, Judy's got the unlucky one there, I think, where literally she is is put by the villain in a panic to get back home, right? In terms of, um, I'm going to literally rush my way back home and run. And then the killer was writing like right there and stabbed her straight in the chest or the the belly, whatever. uh, And then just couple steps later and that was done uh so that was that was quite unlucky yeah so um let's get to the 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 sad part um poor old dewey poor old dewey i was kind of thinking after he died i was like have they just done this character dirty because okay so it's a sequence of events right i'm gonna fast forward them a little bit he manages to get the upper hand on the killer he's got his um revolver slash magnum he's his six shooter if you want to call it that shoots the uh ghost face a couple of times so that's what i mean you can't really do that to um michael myers like you, you can't shoot michael myers and have michael myers fly back in the same way so that's why i like the fact that ghost face is usually a norm just is just a normal person and you can actually damage them I, I just, I prefer that. But anyway, they get flung back to this, like, cabinet thing. A bunch of glass breaks. And he decides, um, well, it says, like, not today or something. Um, and then, yeah, shoots the villain all the way back. And then goes all the way back for them. Reloads his gun in, like, badass style. And you're like, okay, is Dewey going to be all right here? Um, and then, obviously, like... The the thing I the thing I'm kind of wondering of like did they do him dirty is there's a lot of emphasis on like jump scares with phone calls right of like quiet moments within a horror film and um characters getting distracted by phone calls he's literally about to shoot this person in the head and it's like oh phone call I'm gonna distract myself look downwards while the killer's in front of me and clearly the person was just waiting for an opportunity and then double stabs him cuts like up his body and stuff. Because they get the first stab in, and you're like, okay, he can survive that, right? I mean, there's st- several star- characters that get stabbed. 
in this film. I mean, we'll talk about Chad in a minute. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, with Dewey, he gets stabbed once. And then he gets stabbed in the back. And you're like, okay, he could probably still survive that. And then he's like so in... Because I thought, like, oh, can you like turn your gun? Is your gun still in your hand? Can you turn it to the side and shoot this person and get away? Um... It's funny, isn't it? Because they say don't bring a knife to a gunfight, but then the knife person won in this in this situation. Uh, and then, like, they cut up his body, and you see his like not his guts necessarily, but like a load of blood come out. And I was like, oh shit, do Dewey's Dewey's done. Um, I just I I just I'll I'll have it in the back of my mind. Like, was it did did you make the character of Dewey stupid by being distracted by a phone? Because that's the moment when that tide turns, right? Because he's got the upper hand, otherwise. If that character, if the killer tries to jump up with the knife, he's there waiting with a gun. That That is where you win the knife versus gun fight, right? With with the gun. Because obviously you've got the distance. But, and it was, um... What's her name? Uh, it was Gail that was calling him. And then the last thing that he sees, basically, is Gail's phone. Get Gail's face on his phone. I just I I I don't know if I'll settle on the answer of like did you do this character dirty by getting them distracted with a ringing phone? Is like does that make Dewey a stupid character? Um, at the moment I don't think so, but that's something I'm going to be thinking about for a bit. I'll probably I'll probably think be thinking about this film for a bit anyway, because obviously Scream means something to me anyway, and I did very much enjoy this film. And I kind of wondered, like, okay, you've got the three originals, Gale, Sidney, um, Dewey. Are you going to take one of them out? And obviously they chose Dewey. I think Dewey was the right choice. Out the, like, if you told me before this film, if I watched, if you told me before I watched this film, like, okay, Matt, you have to pick between Gale, Sidney, and Dewey. I love all three of them, but if you were to say which one should we take out, I think you do go with Dewey. He seems like more of the go out in a blaze of glory, and he kind of did. Um, the thing is, though, because he's like, oh, you always have to shoot them in the head, and he goes back and tries to shoot the killer, right? Instead of getting in the elevator with, um, I think it was Sam and, uh, Tara. Actually, it was, uh, Richie was there as well, wasn't he? Um, no, it was just Tara and Richie, I think. I can't quite remember if Sam was there. I think Sam was there. Um, in, in the elevator. Um, and obviously we know why, we know why the killer didn't kill Richie, don't we? I was kind of wondering, like, hang on a second, you cut his hand, or his arm, why have you left him there, but obviously we know why now, um, so yeah, that must have been Amber, actually, yeah, that must have been Amber, I was trying to think of which killer that is, but Richie went up in the elevator, didn't he, um, with, uh, with, with Tara, uh, so yeah, rest in peace, um, Dewey, um, haven't seen the character for, like, 11 years, <laughs> but, uh, I I I'd say you went out like a hero, but you didn't really need to go back. There's two sticking points for me with that. Where it's like, did you really need to go back? And why did you get distracted by your phone? Um. And then Amber says, obviously, like yes today or whatever. I, I just I don't know. Those are things that I'll be thinking about. Um. But then again, he's a human, and we make human mistakes, don't we? So. Uh. Because I'll kind of be... Th- There's two questions I'll kind of continue to ponder, which is why couldn't you just get in the elevator and why did you get distracted by your phone? So, that's Dewey. Um, speaking of um, 
uh, stab wounds because I want to transit because I talked about like oh you know if a character gets stabbed once or twice they might be okay. So Chad goes to look for um, oh, was his which one which one was his girlfriend? Uh, was it Mindy? I think it was Mindy. Yeah, goes to look for. I'm pretty sure it's Mindy, his, his girlfriend, right? And he gets caught out in the front garden. Yeah, he gets his leg stabbed first of all, and then he hits back at Ghostface, which again, I, I like that. And then he like falls over because I guess he's bleeding a bunch. And then he does get stabbed like five, six times, a couple of times in the chest and and, and the you know the torso, I suppose, whatever. And I was like, oh, you're done. But there's a quick little shot at the end where um, Mindy, who also gets stabbed, <laughs> um, takes a quick look into an ambulance and Chad is in the back of one of the ambulances. So he survived that. I I, I guess if like, because you know the, the way that Dewey gets killed, like the person cuts both sides, like front and back, up his body, blood comes out of him and then he falls on the floor. It's like, okay, he's dead. And he gets taken out in a body bag as well. So this is why I like where these films kind of can trick you. Is the rule of, the, the rule of character deaths in in the world of in the world of entertainment? Um, you never truly quite know if a character's dead. So I thought that was uh, that was interesting. Um, who else died? Um, Amber died. She was one of the killers. I thought that was interesting. Uh, let's, let's talk about Tara for a second. She uh she changed the game, didn't she? She was supposed to be the opening kill. Because she gets attacked. And you know when you get like Ghostface swiping downwards and cutting. Which I thought was going to be the person's neck. Terra's neck. I was like, oh, Terra's dead. But I was expecting her to die. Because that's literally how you frame. Uh, it's called the opening kill. Uh, in, in these In these films. But no, I, I I can't remember whether it's Scream Season 1, 2, or 3, or the first four Scream films. I can't remember a scenario where the opening... Because it's usually in those season premiere pilot episodes, and in the opening of the first four films. I can't remember in the other those other things if the opening kill person survives. Usually they don't. Usually they're literally set up for that. Uh, but she actually survived the whole film. Which was which was cool. I did wonder when they had the whole like house fight and all that kind of stuff, if she was gonna die then. But uh, obviously she didn't. Um, so that's that's good actually that they because they kept Sam and and T- Tara around, um, which is good. Uh, I did worry obviously about Gail and Sydney. They got stabbed a couple of times. How many times? Don't don't take a shot every time I say stabbed during <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, Sydney got stabbed, and she did look like she was kind of like going a little bit. And I was like, "No, you can't kill Sydney and Dewey in this film. Surely not." But then, obviously, Gail and Sydney were fine by the end, so that was good. Um, yeah, I suppose it went back to the um, the back to the house, didn't it, uh, with Billy? Um, now they tricked us a little bit, and I, I liked that they tricked us because they did announce that Billy was coming back. Because uh, he died in the... I think it was the first film. Um, see, I have a memory of these first four films. But not like a clear memory. I've not seen these for like a long time. Um, these films. Uh, so Skeet uh, Ulrich. Who obviously is the... Um, 
uh, Billy uh, brought him back, didn't they? Or like a slightly older, an older version of a try to make him look younger version, if if that makes sense. Uh, They brought him back anyway. And um, yeah, he kind of was trying to inspire, I think it was Sam, wasn't it? It was his daughter. Um, And was trying to inspire, uh, wait, was it Sam? Yeah, because it was the sisters, wasn't it? Tara Tara and uh, Sam. Uh, who are the other characters? We've got Liv, we've got Mindy. I'm just trying to think if I'm actually correct about that because it wasn't Amber, it wasn't Sam. That no, was Sam. That was that was the uh, the daughter of Billy because she tries to crawl away. Um. Yeah, yeah, because she tries to crawl away near the end, doesn't she? Away from uh, Richie, and she's like, "Oh, I've got a new rule," and she sees her dad in the mirror and stuff, and. Um. Yeah, gets. I I thought that was a uh, odd bit interesting. Gets it because like we're rooting for her, right? And she gets inspired by the villain from the old film, um, which I thought was cool. So that was that was interesting and good. Um. Yeah, so I he did come back. But a lot of the speculation at the time was like, oh, he died. How is he going to come back? And I remember speaking to one of my friends about this who's a big Scream fan as well called um, Barry. And um, I remember him, he said to me, this was like a few months ago when this was announced. And he said to me at the time, I was like, oh, he's not sure how that's going to work and stuff. But yeah, they tricked us, which was good because he did come back. But as like a... um, you know, thing in uh, in Sam's head, which was which was cool. You can use you can use dead characters to an effective way like that. I wouldn't even mind if, like, let's say in the next film, if Gail's got some sort of like moment of crisis, and she sees like Dewey, like the um like a ghost ver not ghost version, a um what do you call it? She's ima- imagining Dewey or something, and. He inspires her and she survives. That would be an interesting way to play that out. I think that would work actually. So there we go. Um, I think that's mostly everything. Uh, you've got Richie. So Richie and Amber were basically. Their whole thing was. Let's bring the th- these back. These films back. And um, try to put a different spin on it. Um, and they kind of set that up throughout the film because the whole film is referencing like rules of slasher films and oh don't go out on your own and all all, all this kind of thing um so they set it up pretty well of, of like these characters being obsessed by horror films and the rules of horror films and that kind of thing so that made sense um so yeah, that was that was good as well. I, I suppose, I I in in this film, admittedly, I was more interested in who was going to survive instead of who the killer was, and that's kind of always been how I've looked at Scream, um, because I know that there's always like, oh, let's try to track who's where, and I did try to do that, but it's quite difficult to do in terms of tracking like which of the characters are which of the characters are not there when. Uh, the killer arrives on the scene, and which one of them's like late to arrive, and and that kind of thing. Um, and I suppose that that was interesting to follow. Still, it was more just like 
who's getting injured from what and who who's going to survive. That's I'm more more interested in the survival aspect and the fights against Ghostface as opposed to who Ghostface actually is. Um, because I like those fight scenes with Ghostface as as I mentioned already. So. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much all I want to mention. Um, talked about Terra and Amber, Gale, Sydney, Dewey's unfortunate death, um, Chad, who I was just like, oh, okay, he's in the back of the ambulance. Oh, that was uh, interesting. Um, it's funny if you look up. Uh, this is what I've currently got up. I've typed in screen. I've typed in on Google Scream 2022 cast. And sometimes Google tends to do this. They've got like Hayden Panettiere listed, who she was obviously in for Scream Four. You've got Matthew uh, Lillard li- listed, who was in one of the original three films. You've got like Drew Barrymore listed, uh, who was in one of the other ones as well. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, that's me for Scream for now. Um, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed my time with it. I thought it was great. It was great to be back in with Scream. Great to see some old faces, even if one of them very tragically died. But hey, I, I always say this about anything in, in entertainment. If you really care about a character, and I really care about Dewey and obviously Gale and, and Sydney, uh, obviously all the other ones were new, so I didn't care about them until I knew them. Um, but if a TV show or a film or a game or whatever... Um, kills off a character that you really care about and you're heartbroken by it or you feel a sense of tragedy then that's tragedy then that's good because it means that you that you actually cared uh, instead of like oh Dewey died oh okay kind of thing um, and I, I always say that about things I know some people get kind of angry and whatnot when their favourite characters die and it's okay to be angry and stuff but um I think sometimes it gets turned into a sort of like, oh, this show sucks because my favourite character died. It's like, no, the show's still good. You just cared enough about the character as to when they died. It doesn't mean the show is bad. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, they they took they decided to take some risks. They decided to take out one of the main three characters. And I give them uh, a certain level of credit for that. Um I just have those two questions about those two moments of of decisions. Um, But, yeah, they did what they did. Um, I'm very intrigued to talk to my friend uh, Barry about this film anyway. I'm sure we're going to have some exchanges of conversations, which would be good. Um, But, yeah, that's it for me for Scream. I've gone on for 40 minutes here. I'm sure I've said enough things here. Uh, But, anyway, those of you that have seen it, hopefully you've seen it, because I've just spoiled literally everything. Uh, Let me know what you thought. Um... Did you what? What did you think of Dewey's death? Uh, what do you think of the return of the other characters? Um, do you think this was, this was a requel or a revival or a sequel? What do you think of that? Uh, what do you think that they're going to do in the next film? Um, and uh, something else, I I should have probably said this in the spoiler-free section. I like how a lot of times there's certain shots, and I like how they did this. And it's it can be looked at as like a cheat horror thing to do but sometimes if it's played out well which I thought it did in this the particular shots and there's a lot of it with um, Wes when he's in his house shots of like him opening cupboards or doors or the fridge and where the camera zoomed in enough to where you can't see the doorway because the door that he's opened so like the fridge door is covering it and you're like oh is he going to close the door and then the killer's going to be right there or 
obviously there's tension moments in terms of like because they do it twice don't they they do it with his mum where she hears the door creak open she gets a knife out and Wes is home and then after she's died but he doesn't know um he sees the door creak open and he decides to close it and lock it now the thing is with that in Scream if you decide to close a door and lock it behind you when you're in the house you might actually be locking yourself in the house with the killer which obviously was what he did. And that gets referenced in the opening sequence, doesn't it? Of like, oh, did I get in before you locked the doors? I thought that was... I, I like that about Scream. I think it's 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 a, a very cool sort of touch. Um, but uh, I, I just... I wonder what the killer would have done if Wes had opened the door and run out towards his mum. Yeah, I don't know. Would he have just run up behind him and killed him anyway? Might have. Um, or she, I suppose, because that one was, I think that one was Amber, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, but yeah, let me know what you think anyway. I've not even said where you can send that stuff into. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter EtalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved with all of that. Um, in the meantime, you can find ev- everything else that we're doing on EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts, also if you're listening on the website version of this episode. Um, you can uh, use the big email box, put your email message in there. There's also a clickable email name, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you would like to support what we're doing on Entertainment Talk, you can either listen to more episodes that we've got, either on entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms. If you would, uh, um, yeah, and social media, word of mouth, tell other people that you know about what we do and where they can find it, either by social media or just telling them that kind of thing that helps us out as well. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to, for all those things. Uh, if you want your latest TV and your film news, um, uh, David's got you covered, of course, over on geektown.co.uk. is also Geektown Radio for all that kind of thing, so check that out as well. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily, basically, over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there for all of her Twitch streams and things. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different uh, Twitch streams. Uh, for all those kind of games and stuff. Uh, you can find the, those archived later on YouTube. Which is Entertainment Talk Plays. For all of those things. And uh, some game clips and that kind of stuff. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, great to be back with Scream. And with Ghostface. And uh, thanks for listening. I will see you next time. Goodbye.